Welcome to The Readerly Report, a podcast of Readerly Magazine. Your hosts are Gail Weiswasser and Nicole Bonilla. We hope you will enjoy our candid book conversations, recommendations, and observations on the reading life. Thanks so much for joining us. So, welcome to another edition of The Readerly Report. We are closing in on the end of summer. I guess officially summer is over September the 20th. So I don't know what we've got like three weeks. So today we're just going to be taking a look at what the hot books of the summer were. This was a very, actually, I think this was our first podcast that we ever did about a year ago. We discussed what had been the hot books of the summer, how we felt about those books, if there are books that we're interested in reading. I don't know. I think that this year is very interesting because I feel like last year I definitely had a concrete idea of what I thought were, I guess, what were being touted as the hot books of the summer. And I feel like this year, I don't know, there was just very few books were front runners like that. Like last year, it was The Girls and Sweet Bitter and The Mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I think you're right. This this year we've seen some recurring books on lists, but it doesn't feel like anything has been a total, you know, the breakout breakout book. And I have to say personally, I haven't found that many of them that appealing. I haven't really read any of them, but I haven't really been tempted to read any of them, which is never a great sign. I feel like I've read three of the major ones. Like I read Magpie Murders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read The Breakdown by B.A. Paris. And I had to look that up right before we got on because I can never re- remember the name of this book. Which is never a good sign for a book. If I have to remember the name of it, I write down that second B.A. Paris book. <laughs> and <laughs> that's about all that I know about it. And what else did I read? And I read Into the Water. Which Into the Water I really liked, which, you know, it got, I think it's getting mixed reviews because it was just such a departure from Girl on the Train and one that I really enjoyed, but there's that. So Magpie Murders got written up all over the place. And I have to say, I didn't really, I mean, it was okay. It was fine. Um, I didn't even go near it. Anything with murders in the title is probably not going to be my type of book. Yeah, it was like this mystery novel within a novel, you know, sort of like Agatha Christie-like novel. I think that this, um, I actually think that this novel was actually sanctioned by the Agatha Christie estate. And he makes lots of, you know, like insider references to Agatha Christie and Agatha Christie novels. And, you know, it's about this woman who... She works at a publishing company and she is brought a manuscript, which she reads, but some pages are missing. And also the author who wrote the manuscript has just been murdered. So she's trying to get um, to the bottom of this mystery. And and the stories are linked together. Of course, the novel that he's written is somehow she's trying to figure out what happened so she can figure out what happened to him. And it was all over the place. I mean, it was in everything. It was like magpie murders, magpie murders. So, I mean, I think it was okay. It probably 
would have been much better if it had not been so overhyped. I mean, it was, it was fine, you know, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like, Oh my God, you've read one of the hot ones though. Um, unraveling Oliver. I feel like we've heard a lot about Liz Nugent. It was good. It was a psychological thriller. It was a page turner. I have thought about it extremely little since I read it. It's, you know, it's popcorn. (laughs) It's like we said, it's cotton candy. Like it's, it's, it's a good entertaining read, but it's not lasting deep literature. Um, yeah, it was fine. Weeks later, you're not thinking about it. You're not up at night. <laughs> no, no. And there's definitely books I've read that come back to me a lot more than that one does. So, yeah, I don't know. I just – that to me does not deserve like a book of the summer either. Okay, so I know that this has just come out recently, Mrs. Fletcher. It's another one that I've, well, I've actually seen this one. It's been, I mean, I think because it's Tom Parada, it was like in on the Vanity Fair list. I think it was on Oprah's list mm-hmm. of books to watch for. And you're kind of like, eh. Yeah, I thought that was, I thought it was kind of mediocre. It was fine. It, it, it was good in theory, but I think in the execution left a fair amount to be desired. And that book has gotten a lot of attention. I agree with you. Um, I I just don't think it was as good as it was made out to be not as good as his other books or some of his other books. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was fine. It was fine. I just saw that it was out on audio now. And I mean, I'm sure a lot of people will pick it up because it's Tom Parada and it's an in- interesting topic, but I don't think it was that great. Yeah. So I just realized I did read another one of the hot books of the summer that's gotten a lot of attention. And that book is Do Not Become Alarmed. Um, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. Did we, I can't remember if we talked about that on the last episode or not. I may have finished it after. we. I think so. I think that you mentioned that you had been reading it. Um, okay. So yeah, that book, like I got like an email from Curtis Sittenfeld about that book and I read, I I mean, I I don't don't know, did Reese Witherspoon pick this one up? I don't know. I I feel like this book has gotten a lot of buzz. Um, I liked this one probably better than both Unraveling Oliver and Mrs. Mrs. Fletcher. It's about um, two couples that go on vacation together on a cruise to Central America. They live in L.A., they have four children between them, and they go on this cruise over Christmas break. The two w- women, the two moms are cousins, and um, they decide to go on to go ashore to do a ropes course, and a lot of things go wrong. Like the car that they are in to go to this ropes course breaks down, and they end up at this beach with their guide, and then the kids end up floating away in a riptide. <laughs> So it's definitely a parent's worst nightmare book, uh, which I've talked about a lot, you know, missing kids, kids in danger. Um, And it is, you follow both what's happening with the parents and you also follow what's happening with the kids. So you know where the kids are and what's happening. Um, Not that they're not in danger because they are, but you know where they are. And it's about how these women um, deal with the kids and, and, the, and the dads, how they deal with the disappearance and how it causes fissures in the relationship between the two cousins. I mean, it was definitely a page turner. You want to know what happens. You want the kids to get home safely. I won't say whether they do or not. 
Um, so I, I think that's, if for me, I would say that's probably my favorite of the hyped up summer books. Um, it's got Ann Patchett blurbing it on the, t- on the f- cover. So it's clearly, she's got friends in high places. Um, so that one for me would be maybe the, the high point of the hyped summer reads. So you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And, you know, it was, it was a good read. Um, another one that I read that also had gotten a lot of hype this summer, more on the literary fiction realm than the psychological thriller mystery realm is Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine, which I think I did talk about in the podcast already. So I won't get into that one too much, but it's about this woman living in England who has had a very, very traumatic childhood. And as a result, she has got a lot of social issues and is a very quirky antisocial person. But it's about this kind of pivotal time in her life where she actually makes a friend and tries to develop a romantic interest and learns how to relate. I've heard people say that she's autistic. I don't think she's autistic. I think she's just uh, very emotionally scarred and she kind of has to confront the reasons for her, you know, all of her different quirks and issues. And it's very well written and it's funny and it's definitely more of a literary fiction book than any of the other ones that we've talked about so far, I think. And I like that one too. So that that was certainly one of the ones that maybe a dark horse this summer kind of emerged for me after just seeing it on a bunch of different lists or a bunch of different reviews of it and I liked it. So I know that hasn't yeah. been, you know, on, in that many lists, but I, I think it's probably worth some attention. Yeah, I feel like I've seen it on enough. Yeah. But yeah, definitely probably in more literary outlets. Um, I just finished reading my first Ruth Ware book. And I feel like she's one of those authors who has... um, She's written two books. I started reading her third called The Lion Game. And she was the one she wrote... um, in a dark, dark wood, which got a lot of buzz for sort of being, you know, um, I guess a dark, mysterious, what happens, what happens to these friends when they spend the night in the woods. <laughs> right. <laughs> Simplistic, but um, I guess terrifying things happen in the night. So I read her book, The Lion Game, and I really liked it. Like, really liked it. You definitely like more dark, like, action-y thriller mysteries than I do, I think. I think you like this one. It's not kind of action-y like that. I mean, there was one, I think, the one that came out last summer was The Woman in Cabin 10, which was kind of like a locked, one of those locked door mysteries where they're out on a boat and this woman thinks she's seen a murder and... um she has to figure it out while she, you know, of course, no one can get access to this boat. So she's kind of out there trying to figure out if she's being chased by a murderer. Uh, I didn't read this one. This one I think that you would like because it's super atmospheric. It's more about these friends and what happened to them uh, uh, like 16 years ago when they were in boarding school. And one of them sent a text message and it says, I need you. And so they all kind of reconverge Mm, at the school. I read about this. Yeah. 
So it's, it's not like that. It's not mystery like that. It's just more about these friendships, about how they've changed, about how what has happened has affected them. Um, not your, not your typical psychological thriller. Hmm. Okay. I take it. <clears throat> I retract my statement. <clears throat> that definitely sounds a lot more up my alley than what I was initially thinking. But I definitely do love those mysteries and psychological thrillers. <laughs> love my popcorn. Yes. I think they're my palate cleansers. Yeah, I think you're right. They're my palate cleansers. I read one and I feel like I need I need a minute to think about what it was. So did you have anything else? Um, I'm just looking over what I read this summer to see if there's anything that I would also add to that hot books of summer list. Yeah, I would propose what would you say should have been the hot books of the summer because they were just really good and you liked them. I'm not so sure I read anything that either came out this summer or should have been on the list. Um, I think we can take it back to spring. I feel like I liked a lot of things that came out in the spring. Like I really loved Anita Sheaves. Right. That's the one you and I keep coming back to. I think it's it's in my top ten for the year. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. You could have those those wrenching moments back. <laughs> yeah, God, exactly. Now talk about psychological thriller. Yeah, that's true, but it was also historical and literary. Oh, it was good, yeah, and literary. Oh my God. That, now talk about a book that will stay with you. That is a book that will stay with you. Right. I can picture it in my mind. I can picture the <laughs> house. I can picture her life before and after the husband comes back. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, except for the ending, which was a little Hollywood for me, but it was still good. Oh, please. We've talked about this. You would have I not know. been happy if it was terrible ending. I agree. That was I, a book I, that I agree, but it didn't. Sort of like... I did. You know what? I didn't need. I didn't need the bow on top. Like it was like, I didn't need the visual. Like it ended so, like walking off into the sunset. And I don't think I needed that. I just needed the hint of that, the promise of that, the hope of that. I don't know if I actually needed to see it. But with the, it's a minor quibble. It's right. A minor quibble. But you got a bow, so I got the bow. <laughs> <laughs> there's a book that you and I have both read, but we're going to hold off on discussing it until next week, which is the confusion of languages by Siobhan Fallon. And that was a book that got some attention, literary fiction attention this summer. Let's hold off on that discussion until we do our mini book club next week. And we can delve into that one a little more since we both read it and it was a new release this summer. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I don't know since our hot books of the summer, investigating them has not turned up too much it's a little lukewarm (laughs) lukewarm books (laughs) of the summer i feel like there's some that i you know what's a hot book of the summer though 1984 and handmaid's tale oh if only i'd read both of them making making a comeback i tell you every i feel like everyone is rereading those books libraries are out of them God, 1984 is a musical now, or a play. It is. On Broadway, yes. They turned it into a Broadway show. Yeah, it's a Broadway show. Handmaid's Tale is a, um, was a miniseries on HBO or Netflix. 
You're right. They're super zeitgeisty right now. And uh, I agree. I agree. And we can talk about 1984 at least when we do our Summer Classics Challenge podcast later this month or next early no- next month, which well, we are going to I do. Don't know. We have to see. We may have to tack that on to something. I don't even know if it's going to warrant a full episode. Because did you even read your second book? I did not. <laughs> but maybe I will. <laughs> okay. As of now, I have not. But I read one, and I think I should get credit for that because that one was a slog. I will say that. Yeah. I wasn't I, – I don't know. I think classics make me cranky. Yeah. I, I, think, that, <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> All right. We'll tack that on to an episode. All right. Well, let's do this. So first I'm going to tease next week. So Nicole and I happen to have read a couple of the same books this summer, which doesn't always happen. In fact, we've read at least – two and we're both reading a third and if we can get our acts together we might actually get to four so what we're going to do next episode is we're going to do a little mini book club for each of those and talk about the books that we um that we each read um all of which were new releases i'm trying to think one i think so two one hasn't even come out yet and won't come out till october which is that one uh, a real American. Oh, okay, right. The Leavers came out in the spring, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So we're gonna hold off till next week to talk about those um, and do a little mini book club discussion for each of those books next week, assuming that we can get to them. And um, but before we sign off today, why don't we each talk about what we're reading now, or have okay. re- or have recently finished? I mean, I just, just finished um, The Sinner because I wanted to watch that USA limited series. Um, Oh, is that the one with Jessica Biel? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that was based on a book. How was it? It was really good. Really twisty. Like so many twists. And I usually have a pretty good idea of what was going on. I had some guesses, but there were just so many... There was just so much to that book that um, I just had to give up and just read it. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So it's by Petra Hamsfar. And it's about this woman who goes to the lake with her family. Um, She has a two-year-old son. And she, I mean, she's not quite happily married, but she seems to be doing well for herself. She's had like a few episodes with her husband, but they go to the beach, um, or actually they go to the lake and she, all of a sudden she stabs this man to death at the lake. And of course she is arrested. Uh, and they don't know why she did it. She doesn't know why she did it. It seems like she's just gone off and just killed a stranger. So the entire book is just sort of getting to the bottom of this mystery. Like the detective can't let it go. She's just ready to just go to jail. She's like, I did it, you know, just whatever. And uh, so, yeah, so it's just getting to the bottom of this mystery is like what would cause this young married mother to just snap. Um, I, you know, like if you like, 
I mean, when you talk about a psychological mystery, this, <laughs> this is, this one is not playing around. Like it's really well done. And hmm. so far I think they're doing a good job with the, the limited series too. Hmm. Okay. That sounds really interesting. I didn't realize it was based on a book, so I'm, I'm interested to hear about that. So, yeah. And, um, yeah. So why didn't you go? Um, I'm reading Miss Jane, which I can't believe I have to admit this because it's really bothering me. It's overdue at the library. <laughs> I know. It's really bothering me, and I just need to get it back to them soon. So I'm going to maybe try to finish it tonight. Um, do you know anything about about it? No. So it's about this woman who is born in somewhere in the South. I'm not sure exactly where it is in like the turn of the century. And she is born with a genetic defect um, in her reproductive organs, which makes her, um, as they say in the back of the book, unusable for the, the, uh, the, the purposes of a woman, which are to be a wife and a mother. So she, you know, has a, 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 a physical defect that prevents her from having children and also having sexual relations. And it follows her life from her infancy up through, and I, I think it goes, you know, through her whole life right now where I'm in, she's in her twenties right now. And she grows up on this farm with these kind of difficult parents and lives what would you would assume would be a very lonely existence, but she kind of like learns how to find joy in her life. And, um, it's kind of a quiet, very, um, descriptive, um, kind of almost like a sensual book, um, is how I've heard it described. And it's really good. I forgot the name of the guy who wrote it. Um, but I'm enjoying it a lot. It's definitely lots of kind of pastoral description, but it's got a good, a good plot and good story and it's I like the historical element of it and uh it's good so I'm hopefully going to finish that soon so that I can move on to uh the levers and finishing up um a real American and I'm doing the windfall on audio which I know we're going to talk about next week which I have strong opinions about which I'll wait and share next week <laughs> that's like so that'll be five books is it five? I think it's just four. It's The Windfall, Real American, oh, okay. Confusion of Languages, and Maybe the Leavers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's, um, that's where I am right now. I'm very stressed so, about the book being overdue. Okay. So you're going get to get to that. Yeah. I got to get it done. I read no one, to, no one is Coming to Save Us by Stephanie Powell Watts. Oh, and? I really liked it. That was a pretty a pretty, uh, buzzy book. Yes. Yeah. I think that was the one that I was trying to think of. It's just like, I know I've read some buzzy books. Yes. So I really like it. It's one of those books. I'm always sort of wary. I'm on the one hand, I'm really excited when a book is based on or is alluded to being based on a classic or some other references, some other work. But on the other hand, it makes me a little bit wary. So this one is, the African-American take on The Great Gatsby, I guess, is the shorthand for for it. It's about this man, J.J. Ferguson, who comes back to his hometown after 17 years, and he's looking to reconnect with Ava, the woman that he 
was always in love with, but had left behind. So it's about the small town. It's in a small town in North Carolina where everyone is sort of down on their luck. It's a town that's dying out and it's, um, it's a town that had been heavily segregated. So like, there's like lots of references to how the town has changed over the years and the expectations of the people and, you know, sort of what their lives have been like. Um, Ava has settled down with a husband, you know, she has a desk job at a bank, which is sort of a big deal. And, you know, her mother is lonely and she's, she's, talking to this man from prison. I don't know, there's just lots of intricate storylines. And so just in the, in the barest way, it's sort of a uh, great Gatsby. Uh, it's just sort of inspired by the great Gatsby. Hmm. Okay. And, and I really liked it. I think in the beginning uh, was a little bit confusing. There was, a lot of characters, a lot of stuff going on, but I was always intrigued and wanting to know more about these characters. I think she does such a good job with the characters and the town and the history of the town that um, it was just fantastic. Loved it. Oh, good. All right. Well, that's Uh a buzzy book that you loved. So buzzy book that I loved. That's yeah. And I really love the confusion of languages. And like you said, I think that that is somewhat buzzy. I really like the Lion game. So there's a few bright spots I loved into the water. Oh, good. Um, Okay. So I didn't get a chance to read. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to read Emma in the night. You know what I did read? I read An American Marriage by Tyari Jones. (gasps) Oh, my God. You like (laughs) totally buried the lead. How is it? So good. Okay. Good. So good, but it's not out till February, so. All right. Just know that it's really good and, you know, put it on your Goodreads list so when they do the inevitable giveaway that, you know, 6,000 people enter for 30 copies. Right. <laughs> right. You can get one. Um, oh, good. Okay. All right. So we have some, we've got some good stuff to, uh. Some good stuff too. We do. We do. And I'm sure we, I mean, there's some stuff that we didn't get to. Stay With Me is out. I remember we were really excited about that. I mean, and there's some exciting stuff coming up. I mean, end of August, this is, we're getting ready for prime time here. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. The big, the big uh, fall titles are just right around the corner. So we'll be sure to talk about those. Oscar season for books is coming up. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, next week we'll so we'll you're going to try to finish up the levers. You're going to finish up this other book. Oh, start the levers. Start the levers. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to try to start the levers. I'm going to finish Real American, and I'm going to finish uh, Miss Jane. Yeah. In the one. So, and I will finish a Real American and start on the levers. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, happy reading to everybody and share your uh, good summer reads so we can hear what your highlights were as well. We'd love to hear about it. So you can uh, post your summer reads on our Facebook page under Readerly Magazine, or you can send us an email at 
tell us wherever Nicole at readerlymag.com or Gail, G-A-Y-L-E at readerlymag.com. Happy reading. Happy reading. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Readerly Podcast. You can find issues of Readerly at readerlymag.com and you can find me, Gail, blogging at Every Day I Write the Book, which is at everydayiwritethebookblog.com and Nicole at Linus's Blanket, which is linusesblanket.com. Please subscribe to the Readerly Podcast at iTunes or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Until next time, keep reading.